This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a very small, <laughs> yes. intimate Thanksgiving. It that's exactly we literally had relatives drop food off at the doorstep and run away as it should be which was very nice of them we had a uh, (laughs) full-on it was just me and mikey and we had a full-on like almost everything was just kind of boxed or bagged so we got a turkey breast in a bag that you just throw in the oven (laughs) and stuffing from a box i did make mashed potatoes from scratch because i have some dignity uh very good but it was actually not bad yeah, and we have yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the leftovers. <laughs> there you go. Let's. There's not that many stories because, like, I don't know. It feels like it's been a slower news week than usual, yeah. which has been kind of nice. But the news that happened was not great. Yeah. So we have to discuss. Let's start with the Supreme Court because they did something this week that you probably could have seen coming, but it's it's the sign of things to come in my head. And here's the backstory here. In the state of New York, the the governor, had uh, Andrew Cuomo, had basically said, look, we have a COVID emergency, so we're going to separate it by regions. Some regions are harder hit than others. Mm-hmm. And in the worst hit regions, we're going to put some really serious restrictions in place. And all of that is fine and normal, and that's what you should be doing. Right. Um, basically, what the restrictions were, were... Uh, Bars have to shut down. Gyms have to shut down. Essential places like grocery stores, um, places where you're not going to congregate, those could stay open. But also they had limitations on gathering places. And that included churches and synagogues where they said, like, I'll get specific here. In the most dangerous areas, they said a maximum of 10 people in one place. Doesn't matter how big your church is. Mm -hmm. Maximum of 10 people if it was a slightly less dangerous area, then 25 was the maximum. And even now, like today, I can't imagine going to a place with 25 strangers. I don't care oh, what the reason is. God, absolutely not. Closest I've been to would be a grocery store. But again, this was that's an essential place. And I was there today. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not near anybody. I'm literally going in, grabbing what I need and getting out. There's a difference. I'm not certainly not opening my mouth. I'm wearing a mask. You take precautions, you avoid other people, you get out. So like there's a substantive difference there. Two religious institutions, the Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and a coalition of synagogues, Orthodox Jewish groups, they sued the governor saying these restrictions interfere with basically our religious freedom. You're limiting our attendance. And their other thing was, they said, you're allowing exemptions for essential places. Well, we're essential. Mm -hmm. Like everyone thinks the world revolves around them. Yep. And what the Supreme Court said this week is, yeah, those bans that are in effect, that were in effect in New York, were unconstitutional. It was a five to four decision. All the conservatives voted to overturn basically what the governor had done or call it unconstitutional. John Just Roberts we've expected for the yes. last. Yeah. John Roberts, Chief Justice Conservative, sided with the liberals, but only because he said, Well, last week the state of New York said, guess what? Those restrictions, the different zones we had, 
we are changing, like, because we're updating the news with new information, those restrictions are no longer in effect. So the churches could gather now if they wanted to. We've removed that restriction. So the whole case is moot. And John Roberts said, well, if it doesn't really matter, then there's nothing for me to say it's unconstitutional because everything's fine now. But he did say, if it was an effect, I probably I would have gone with the conservatives. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of what his deal was. So it was a 5-4 decision, but it's kind of a 6-3 in terms of thinking. Yeah. And what here's the thing that, I mean, besides the result, this is what happens when you put like right-wing total extremists on the Supreme mm -hmm. Court. Here's what Neil Gorsuch said, because there were a, everyone wanted to weigh in on this. There wasn't yeah, I just read his. one it's opinion. Not great. Yeah, here's the part that he singles out, because Gorsuch is nothing if not sarcastic in all of his uh, decisions. Mm. It turns out the businesses the governor considers essential include hardware stores, acupuncturists, and liquor stores. Bicycle repair shops, certain signage companies, accountants, lawyers, and insurance agents are all essential too. So at least, according to the governor, it may be unsafe to go to church, but it's always fine to pick up another bottle of wine, shop for a new bike, or spend the afternoon exploring your distal points and meridians. Who knew public health would so perfectly align with secular conveniences? To which Justice Sotomayor wrote back and tore him a new one. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, yeah. She wrote back in her own dissent, which, by the way, you know they all see before this stuff goes out. <laughs> she says Gorsuch does not even try to square his examples with the conditions medical experts tell us facilitate the spread of COVID-19. Large groups of people gathering, speaking, and singing in close proximity indoors for extended periods of time. Unlike religious services, which have every one of those risk factors, that's in quotation marks, she's quoting it, Bike repair shops and liquor stores generally do not feature customers gathering inside to sing and speak together for an hour or more at a time. <laughs> Justices of this court play a deadly game in second-guessing the expert judgment of health officials about the environments in which a contagious virus, now infecting a million Americans each week, spreads most easily. So basically, she's saying Gorsuch is trying to compare all these things like what's essential yeah. and they're not all the same. Right. But he's not comparing apples to apples. She is. And she says, by that logic, if nothing else, churches are being held to looser restrictions because the other places that are, quote unquote, secular, where people gather and talk. We're talking about, I don't know, bars, gyms, maybe places like that. Theaters. They were shut down theaters. They were shut down entirely under those restrictions, but churches were allowed to have a small number of people inside. So if you want to do a fair comparison, that's the fair comparison and churches had it better. And this whole lawsuit is them crying persecution and now getting rewarded for it. Right. Uh, the group Americans United for Separation of Church and State said this order misuses religious freedom and endangers the public health of everyone in New York. <laughs> in, in essence, they're basically saying if the virus gets even worse. And if they have to go back into the region uh, codes and like certain restrictions in certain places, you cannot treat religious institutions any differently from essential places. You can't treat them worse than grocery stores, even though they're not substantively the same, which again, nothing will happen today because of the Supreme Court order. But if things get even worse, then basically they're saying churches can infect whoever they want. Let them gather. Let them spread the virus. They don't have a, 
a lot of those churches will say, we, we suggest you wear a mask, but they don't require it. They have choirs that are singing. They might be spread out, but they're singing without masks. Mm -hmm. Like that is how this stuff spreads and they're, they don't care. Right. That is the, I mean, the thing that bothers me about this is they're basically appealing to religious leaders to use their common sense. And which I think we have determined that that is not a great path forward. Yeah, we can't count on them to consider the well-being of other people or to listen to the science. If you have to ask them to be responsible, we're screwed. Yeah, and it's, ugh. it's very, very frustrating because, you know, Sotomayor kind of said it all. Like, you know these aren't the same thing. Like, and it's exactly, basically the the intellectual dishonesty that has been creeping through the, the GOP is now has its gross hands all over the Supreme Court. He, yeah. Gorsuch knows that he's not making a fair comparison. He understands the difference between a store and a church. Yeah. He's just choosing not to, and he's riling up the right. And this is how, like, listen, and I don't want to get not helping. I don't want to give John Roberts any credit here too. It's a very Susan Collins move. He did oh where God. it's like, we're, the conservatives are already winning this case with or without his vote, right. which means he gets to look like a hero by pretend, by siding with the liberals and offering this half-hearted response like, well, I don't need to weigh in on this because yeah. it's moot. Like, you're not, don't give him any credit here. Uh, he's just as bad as the rest of them. And, okay, I heard people talking about this too, and I want to address this. Um, four of those five justices who sided uh, with the churches in this case. Four of them are Catholic. Neil Gorsuch was raised Catholic. I think he's Episcopalian now. He's the one like, you don't really know where he stands on religion. Uh -huh. But you could argue five Catholic justices were part of this decision. Mm -hmm. Sotomayor is Catholic. She's on the other side here. But, I mean, does that mean anything? And Pope Francis actually issued something the day after this ruling saying, hey, hey churches, like, listen to the experts here. Uh, I think that was coincidental, the timing there. But he basically said, like, you don't have to gather in person. It's fine. Yeah. Go online. It's okay. And yeah. It, I don't know that that would have made a difference if anyone listened to him. I don't want them taking advice from the Pope. But also, it, I don't know that it would have helped. Well, I, I think we're also seeing something interesting happen here that the right is fleeing further right than its leaders you know, like people are now saying, I'm sure you saw the um, Randy Quaid video on Twitter <laughs> about Fox News, which was terrifying. And the president retweeted it about how, like, basically fuck the uh, fuck Fox News. Like they're fleeing. Like they, now Fox News isn't far enough right from now that right, Pope isn't right. far enough right for Fox them. News and says, so well, it looks like the election is over. There's really no argument to be made. What? Not good enough. I'm going to Newsmax, says yeah. conservatives. Yeah, it's, I mean, they. it's like they've started this cult and it's kind of spun out of control and now nobody has say over it. Right. Now it's just how batshit crazy can we be? How, how victimized can we be? And, you know, the biggest victim wins. Unless you're on the left. And have actually been victimized, like, you know, in a hate crime or something like that, then Snowflake. But yes. me, person who wants to go to church and camp for a year, biggest victim. Which, 
And again, you could watch a streaming service. A lot of churches have done this. They just say, okay, we're going to give a sermon, but we'll go on Facebook Live, which by the way, if you're good at it, you can reach an even larger audience totally. than your normal church. They, they could do that. They could take donations online. Yeah. They could do so much of what they, by the way, you don't even need to go to church. You know where I learned that? The Bible. If two or three <laughs> people gather, like you have your church, you could do everything religious from your home. I know it's not fun. I know it's not the same. We're all dealing with that. And again, it's not good enough because they don't want to be temporarily mildly inconvenienced. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. That is kind of the irony is they could be taking this opportunity to reach people who physically would not be able to go. Like I was, I was just looking at last year. I saw my brother, my brother and me um, in the adventure zone, which are two podcasts I love at the Chicago theater, which seats 3,600 and it was sold out. It felt like a zillion people. They just, the McElroy's just did a live stream, 25,000 people. Yeah. You can get a bigger audience. You can bring more money in. You can bring more think souls the, if that's for, what you think yes. you're doing. If the goal is to win converts and spread the message, you should be welcoming the opportunity because no one's even going to judge you for doing it live streaming right now. I, it's just it's just frustrating because I I think it is a an outlet for the frustration that we're all feeling. We're all lonely. Maybe not you. You don't like humans, but no. you know we're all lonely. We're all isolated. We all miss hanging out with our friends. We miss going out to eat. We miss all of the things that make life fun. And they're feeling the same way. And instead of thinking, hey, this sucks, let's all make this as unsucky as possible together, they're like, no, 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 no. Everyone needs to know how sad I am personally. And we're going to bring this up to the fucking Supreme Court because yeah. I miss my friends. <laughs> like, as Get if on antidepressants the... like the rest of us, dude. <laughs> like, fucking deal with your shit. As if no one else is going through something right. similar. All of this, by the way, is happening while, here's what we learned last weekend. Earlier this month, a an Orthodox Jewish wedding took place in New York City. And I guess it was the child of a prominent rabbi, the grandson of a prominent rabbi got married. And the New York Post obtained video from the ceremony that took place earlier this month, but they just published it last week. Uh -huh. And I honestly, I watched the thing and had almost chills just watching it. It's thousands of people jam-packed in a church. And what the article basically said is how organizers schemed to hide the wedding. Like, they made preparations in secret. They did not have the, the not website, you know, with your wedding uh -huh. details. They spread it by word of mouth. They said, come to the wedding. It's at this place at this time. Don't tell anybody. And because it's a close knit community, they did. They were able to get everyone there. <laughs> and again, thousands of, mind you, one wedding in Maine that I think may have even been outdoors, but it had 55 attendees yeah. has now been linked to what? 177 COVID cases, and seven, seven deaths. deaths. And none of those people attended the wedding. Mm -hmm. That was one wedding in Maine with 55 people. This one just happened with thousands of people yep. and they did it in secret. And what 
you know what they did in response to that? Because what can the city do about that? Set the shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah, and gave them a fifth, gave the organizers of the wedding a 15, $15,000 fine, which I'm sure if you get a dollar from every attendee, yeah. it's like, Yo, you'll be okay. By the way, that was paid for by a right wing guy online who's like, I'm sending them a $15,000 check because they're. Even though he, by the way, he's anti-Semitic. He's like, ah, they're fighting for religious freedom. And I like that more than Uh, I hate those people. COVID is making strange bedfellows. (laughs) I don't like it at all. Yep. Yep. No masks, by the way, in the pictures. So in case you were wondering which one was, because we already knew the answer. No, we know. I I got... Wait, actually, before we move on from that, last week um, we talked about the, uh, who is the guy who was trying to convert people? Christians. Um, No, but there's a specific guy and he was talking about Jews are easier to convert than something else. Oh, God, I can't remember which one that was. Uh, I'm trying to find. um, I'll find it. Keep talking. Okay. So Sarah Ift Decker is um, a friend of mine and also um, a medieval professor and also a um, cultural Jew. Um, And so I just wanted to read her. She tweeted at us her response. And I know her. Oh, are uh, we talking about Madison Cawthorn, the Congress? Yes, 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 yes. The GOP Um, congressman who said, I try hard to convert Jews because he's Christian, but it's really hard when they're religious because they know stuff. Yeah. Uh, And so neither of us is Jewish. So I didn't feel comfortable like laying on anything that I I didn't know. She said that listening to us and friendly atheists thought I'd weigh in as one of those apparently easy to convert cultural Jews. (laughs) Cawthorn's remarks are super anti-Semitic, especially when given the historical link between uh, conversionary rhetoric and anti-Jewish violence. Also, when I heard he used the phrase Jewish blood, my soul temporarily left my body. <laughs> so it's uh, on Twitter, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-I-F-F-T-D-E-C-K-E-R. And she has a podcast called Media Evil. Nope. Yeah, Media Evil. It's basically, I was on it. It's, they watch movies and media that take place in medieval and in medieval times, not the restaurant, but I'm sure they did that too, <laughs> uh, and discuss it. It's very fun. I was on an episode about... Oh, fuck. I can't think of what it's called. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. But anyway, I was on episode like a month ago. Thank you, Sarah. Two months ago. Time has no meaning. (laughs) Uh, We're still on courts because I got a couple more that I got to get through here. Okay. Okay. Conversion therapy. Christians. They like the conversion. The evangelicals are like, you're you're gay. We can fix you from being gay. Yeah, you're Uh, broken. And in the worst case scenario, we are talking, we've heard stories of shock treatments pray away the gay camps, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, it's are like definitively harmful. Uh, no matter what metric you want to use, this stuff is harmful. This is the sort of thing that leads LGBTQ people to often take their own lives. It's uh-huh. obviously harmful. So in, uh, at the, in Florida, a couple of areas like the County of Palm Beach and the city of Boca Raton, they have ordinances in place banning the practice of conversion therapy. And they were sued over this by uh, a Christian right legal group and two specific therapists who, here's their argument. They said, we're not doing shock therapy. We're not doing pray away the gay stuff. We are just therapists who want to talk to our clients 
who may be unhappy with being gay or trans or whatever. Mm. And we're just talking it out with them. And it is, I guess, not technically called conversion therapy, even though that's totally what it is. But they're saying by you banning it in these locales in Florida, you are getting in the way of our First Amendment rights. And this got up to an appellate court. And this week, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, with two Trump judges and one not Trump judge, (laughs) said, yep, we're going with the therapists here. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with conversion therapy the way they do it because it's all about their First Amendment free speech rights. They're just talking that we can't stop you from talking. And that was basically their argument. Um, The two judges basically ignored any scientific evidence that shows conversion therapy is wrong. Um, And they said that the the therapy fields broad consensus that conversion therapy is harmful and Mm -hmm. doesn't work Mm -hmm. and all that. It's just a, quote, majority preference. As if everyone just took a vote and it's popular and Mm -hmm. in vogue. And therefore, it's like, well, we can't harm what the minorities say about gay people. And here's the comparison they made. They said in their argument, you know, years ago, uh, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Many, many years ago, a few decades ago, people used to say being gay was defined as a disorder. And it would have been horribly wrong to allow the old professional consensus against homosexuality to justify a ban on counseling that affirmed it. You see, these Trump judges, they're on the side of LGBTQ people. We don't want to hurt them. So that's why conversion therapy is okay, because we don't want to get in the way of speech. So... I like half paid attention to that because my dog was doing something cute with her bed. Uh, yeah. And I really wanted to check that out. Uh, and it just seems like a better use of my time than to listen to what those people said. So. Here's what the one other judge basically said. These Florida city and counties, they have an interest in protecting minors from harmful professional practices. Sure. They get to set the rules for what a good therapist, a therapist in good standing can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And we are getting in the way of that mm-hmm. by suggesting, yeah, sure, they can harm kids even if they're just talking to them. There's a lot of ways to hurt kids just by talking to them. Ask a high schooler, ask mm-hmm. a middle schooler. And now to have a therapist say, you can't stop me from doing it. You can't take away my license for basically doing it. So what's the point of a licensing system if you can't revoke that license if the person is doing something very obviously harmful? The They may have their professional license revoked because that has nothing to do with the government, but the government can't say, like, we're getting in the way of this. Uh, government can't say we're going to stop you from doing it or shut you down or anything like that. Because, again, they don't necessarily have to have credentials sure. to do what they're doing. Yeah. But they can hurt kids on their own, and it's fine. No big deal. I should say, here's one of the problems with having Trump judges get through for uh, this is going to affect us for generations to come, mm-hmm. which is what do you do with this case? Because what the 11th Circuit said is so out of line compared to what other appellate courts have said in other parts of the country. Normally, if you have a bunch of judges saying you can't have conversion therapy and be okay with it, that is hurting children. Mm -hmm. We have a compelling argument 
to stop people from hurting children. We can put rules in place to stop it. When they've said that, and then you have these couple of justices saying something else, normally you could say, look, either get the entire 11th Circuit to rehear this case, and maybe enough of them would be like, yeah, our colleagues are insane. Let's all hear this. But the 11th Circuit is mostly Trump judges, or at least close to half Trump judges, which means that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to overturn it. If you go to the Supreme Court, it's stacked with conservatives. They're not going to necessarily overturn it. And the bad part about that is if you keep bumping it up, this bad decision in the 11th Circuit could then apply to the entire country. So the problem is, what do you do? Do you argue this? Do you say, fine, we'll just accept our loss Mm -hmm. and try to win another fight in the future? Or do you say, well, this is unjust. We got to bump this up to a higher level to reverse it. And the answer right now may be, all right, well, kids in Florida are screwed, but let's not hurt anybody else. And unfortunately, that may be the best outcome right now. Right. So sucky decision. That's what happens when you vote. Republicans. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's just like, that's the thing is we're obviously, you know, with Biden coming in in what a month and a half, we'll hopefully see some left wing or at least non right right wing extremist judges on the bench. But they can get the Supreme Court, which I'm sorry, if they can get the Senate, which who knows? Yeah. Um, And even then, I'm not certain Biden's going to nominate. Like, he likes Merrick Garland, the centrist, who was fine, but he's not the person any progressive president ought to be nominating. You should play the Republicans game, find a 20-year-old, like, socialist, (laughs) and just appoint a gazillion of them and Mm -hmm. have the power and convictions of the party to do it. But... Biden won't nominate those people, and the Senate has enough conservative Democrats that they wouldn't support that anyway. So what you the best case scenario here, even if they win the Senate, is that maybe he nominates a gazillion Merrick Garlands, where it's like, all right, I mean, they know what they're doing, they're qualified, but they're not progressive activists, which means you are not fighting fire with fire. No. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would take a million Merrick Garlands over another Amy Coney Barrett, Right, right? Right, right. Yes. It's better than the alternative. It's, it's not good enough. Yeah, Welcome we're to we're, all of them. <laughs> Welcome are, to the entire Democratic Party. Right. I think for the rest of my <laughs> my adult life, we will probably be in a uh, um, chaos management situation on the courts that it's, you know, it's been four years and they fucking packed those courts. So. Yeah. I think that's the right way of putting it. It's chaos management. Try to downplay stuff. It changes legal battles everywhere because what can you do given what they can do? Um, Here's the one maybe silver lining court Mm -hmm. case, and then I'm done with court stuff, which is that this week, New York's Attorney General Letitia James, who is just a badass in all the right ways. So good. She sued the Diocese of Buffalo in the the Catholic Church, sued them along with two former bishops for basically saying they put children at risk over the course of decades because they took part in a cover-up of sexual abuse by dozens of priests. Mm -hmm. And basically the lawsuit says there were allegations of abuse. They were inadequately investigated, if at all. Mm -hmm. 
And even when there were credible allegations, the church leaders allowed those priests to retire, take a medical leave so that they wouldn't face any real punishments internally. Um, one guy, one priest who was subject to eight separate allegations of assault was still allowed to minister to children. Cool. And all of this began because a local news team in Buffalo, Seven Eyewitness News I-Team, which sounds like a they're going to be on late at night and show you something about some local business that no one cares uh -huh. about. Uh -huh. But this group in Buffalo, a couple of years ago, they published a report that said, hey, look, in keeping with a lot of Catholic dioceses across the country, they released a, a list of names of priests who were credibly accused of sexual abuse. A lot of dioceses were doing these because in the name of transparency, like these are people who have been incredibly accused. We want you to know who they are. Maybe mm -hmm. you are older and maybe you were a victim of these people. Maybe you should know this. Right. But here's what the news team found. They said they released a list of 42 priests, but we found out the original list had 106 priests on it. Mm. And there was actually a complete list of 324 people that included priests and deacons and nuns and just regular people, employees of the church. Huh. And it was one guy, one of the uh, defendants now in this lawsuit, Richard Malone, who was a bishop. It was that guy who said, I'm going to leave a bunch of these names off the public list because they're either active priests or because we've never publicized their names before. So if we do it now, like that would be really bad. Mm. So that's what they found a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. And then later on, they broke another story with audio recordings of that same bishop refusing to take action when he was told about an abusive priest. Wow. So building off of that local news team's investigation, the state of New York is now suing the archdiocese. <laughs> um, that, and by the way, she, uh, Letitia James also filed a motion that would allow the names of all those accused priests and the allegations against them, including then some of whom are still active within the church cool. to go public. So that is hopeful. Like that's, it's amazing how the Catholic church has been just hitting the legs, whatever the phrasing is there by the courts. I don't know what phrase you're trying to say. I like don't know either. Taken out at the knees. Yes. That, um, <laughs> by these, shut up. Attorney generals, attorneys general who are going after them. Like, Don't worry, guys. He doesn't know cut off at the knees, but he knows that attorneys general up, is a proper up. pluralization. I don't appreciate. Let, why don't you come over to my calls just acts in my neighborhood? <laughs> I'm cutting this out of the front. <laughs> no, you're not. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go to a totally different story altogether. Uh, here, this will make you bad and uh, make you feel bad in different ways. Oh, cool. Thank okay. <laughs> there are Republicans in Tennessee who yep, run the legislature. Right. That does yep. make me I feel I haven't bad. even said anything yet. <laughs> but here's the thing. So uh, they don't, the new Congress, the new legislature, I should say, in Tennessee, they don't meet again until January. So one of the things that you do now is you pre-file a bunch of bills that you want to take up when you are back in session. So we're starting to see what bills they are pre-filing. And in Tennessee, they have, here's what the current law says in Tennessee. Parents can object to childhood vaccinations for their kids uh, for religious reasons. You could say our religion doesn't permit vaccinations. You're allowed to get away with that. But the law says 
that excuse doesn't count on if there is an epidemic or an immediate threat. Hmm. You can't use a religious excuse. It also says employees cannot be required to go through vaccinations or immunizations if they object on religious grounds, unless, unless, quote, the medical examination, immunization, or treatment is necessary for the protection of the health or safety of others. Isn't that all vaccines, though? Isn't that literally the point of vaccines? Yes. Um, It also says religion is, you can get out of certain locally required medical treatments if there's an ordinance in your city or town. Religion is another acceptable excuse, but it doesn't apply when there's an epidemic or an immediate threat of an epidemic. So, so far, religion is always an acceptable excuse unless there's a really good reason the government needs to vaccinate you, right? Mm -hmm. So, And again, I cannot emphasize this enough. There's lots and lots of good reasons, like whooping cough and the flu every year. And I don't know, COVID, I guess. So two Republicans, Jay Reedy, who's a state rep, and Mark Pody, who's a state senator, have both filed bills in Tennessee saying all those exemptions in the threat of an epidemic, all those laws that have an exemption in the case of an epidemic, we're removing all of those exemptions and... We're also adding right of conscience to the list of reasons you don't have to get a vaccine. I don't know what that means, but I hate it. It's saying you don't have to say I'm I'm this religion, so I can't get a vaccine. You could just say I don't want one. And now you don't have to get it. And the government can't make you get it because that's no longer a thing. Here's. My that question. Means, that means public schools couldn't even say if you're unvaccinated, you can't and your kids can't enter the building, which they can oh. right now. Like, nope, your parents can say, nope, I'm not giving my kid a vaccination. Nope, you can't stop them from attending school. But, like, you can't have a rule. Part, this is just Tennessee, yeah? Just Tennessee. And it it's a Republican-dominated of course. state. But it, I mean, again, it's a state where this sort of crappy hurt harmful legislation could go through doesn't mean it will, but this is what Republicans are aiming for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, sometimes it's hard to give them any kind of benefit of the doubt because we just know this is going to get people killed. Yeah. And they don't uh, care. They, they don't. I wish I can't believe I care about their health more than they, than do. they do. Yeah. Uh, Not one idea. more one more COVID story. This involves a daycare uh, in Virginia. There's a place called Little Lambs Christian Day School in Radford, Virginia. And basically, they got complaints from the parents who send their kids there after a teacher who worked with students and didn't wear a mask tested positive for COVID. Oh, you don't the parents, fucking say. The parents were upset about this. Oh, what? But here's the thing. I know. But what can the state do? The state can't stop them from hosting this private daycare. Um, and so here's what the state did, because they got to, they, what do you do if you're the state? They said, well, you know what we can do? We can suspend your food service permit so that you can't feed these kids. Because if you can't feed the kids, you you kind of have to shut down. Uh huh. So it's kind of a roundabout way to make them shut down the building. And they did because they can't have a daycare when you can't feed the kids properly. Sure. And they could literally like churches are not exempt from 
like those food regulations. You can't right. bring poison to your congregation or whatever. So they shut the place down. And the pastor of the church that owns the daycare, his name is Stephen Phillips, he sent the parents a letter last week, oh, and it's batshit crazy. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to read some of this because it is insane. Because we have refused to adopt state-mandated COVID guidelines, we have had our license to do business rescinded. Mm -hmm. uh, dot, 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 please convey your indignation and cont contempt mm -hmm. to the Montgomery County Health Department and Governor Ralph Northam. If you are not already aware, the entire COVID pandemic has been a hoax oh. to establish the Antichrist kingdom on earth. It is a direct assault against the church and will be used to bring about a one world government, a one world digital economy and a one world religion. Already we have been asked to forego almost every Christian right and duty. I'm going to keep going. And this guy runs that. a daycare? I don't, how dumb do you have to be as a parent to let your kids stay with this dude? And his church. I don't even he know also, this. They just let anyone be parents. So uh -huh. <laughs> it also says the COVID mask is a sign of our obedience to man because our face oh is how the glory of God is manifest. Wait, it gets worse. The coming vaccine is like none before it. It literally changes your DNA to protect you from viruses. I mean, kind of. Which no, it, like it doesn't change your DNA no, like the no, way he's talking about. No, 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 no. I mean, like there's RNA strands that feed and from. I mean, right. It's not altering who you are as a person. Is right. The point. Right. Um. So anyway, he writes this, adds another page of crazy Bible quotes, and he's lying. And the daycare can, the sad thing is they can open back up if they just adhere to basic health precautions. Yep. But they don't care. Nope. They don't care. <sighs> Yikes. <clears throat> I forgot to include happy news this week. Oh, good. So we're just going to so, keep. I got one last story for you. Great. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll search for happier, happier things. But there's a there's some shit going down in the UK when it comes to church state separation that I think is, is worth knowing about if nothing else. Um, here's the backstory that might be helpful to know in 2012, like England's version of the Supreme court, they ruled against a man named Tony Nicholson. And basically Tony was paralyzed from the neck down for many years after a stroke. And he asked the court to give his doctor's permission to end his life on his own terms. Mm. He wanted to die, but he wanted to go in his own way without suffering. Yeah. And the court said, no, we can't do that. If doctors help any patients, including you, end their life, we will prosecute them the same as we would a murder case. Horrible decision. Yeah. That's what happened in 2012. He actually, uh, Tony Nicholson at the time, died a week after that decision. And it was because his family said he refused to eat and he contracted pneumonia and he just suffered. It was horrible. Shit, yeah. Like how lack of compassion, how much lack of compassion do you have to have in that sort of situation? Well, it turns out now there was another man named Paul Lamb and he was in a car accident in 1990, has very little functioning below his neck. He says he lives in pain. Mm -hmm. And he also says he loves life. He doesn't want it to end. He's 65 right now. 
But he says, look, I know there will come a day in the near future when I'm going to be in the same situation as that other guy was. Mm -hmm. I don't want to die in agony. And so he's asking lawmakers to change the law to legalize assisted dying. And he also called for, they also filed a lawsuit because um, the justice secretary, like a parliamentary person said, the law that prohibits assisted suicide um, is totally fine. I'm sorry, let me go back for a second. Paul Lamb says the law that doesn't allow assisted suicide, it's incompatible with the European Convention on Human Rights. (laughs) So like, we have to adhere to that rule. And the parliamentarian said, nope, current law is not incompatible with that. It's totally fine. So we sued. And right now, a slightly lower court said, you can't file this lawsuit. The Court of Appeal rejected his attempt to fight this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, they actually said this early in the year. But because he had a health scare right after Humanist UK, a group that was supporting his case said, we didn't make it public at the time, but we're making it public now. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's the guy is making the case again, where he's saying, don't torture me. Don't put me through agony. I need if if the courts are not going to change what's going on here, I need lawmakers to change the law. Mm-hmm. Like give me some control over my life in the case of how I want to end life. Right. That is for me to decide, not you. And give me some dignity here. He has written to the Secretary of State calling him to take up legislation that could pave the way uh to do this, basically saying like issue an inquiry, start the process that would allow a bill to be passed to allow assisted death. Mm -hmm. It's such a sensible thing to do. It's not something that you can't just say, I'm depressed, so I want to die. There's a lot of strict protocols in place to make sure this is only happening in cases where it needs to happen. Right. And yet, right now, they're treating it like murder. Mm -hmm. It's just torture on top of torture. It's awful. Yeah, it, it it is frustrating to to see things like that when like obviously those two things aren't the same. Murder and assisted, you know, doctor assisted suicide are very obviously not the same. And it's it's just hard to see a lack of nuance in interpreting laws sometimes. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I wish I had happier stories to give you. Yeah, I don't have anything happy either. Um, uh, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I had, it was fine. All things considered. I wish like it's, it's a luxury to have, but like I have relatives that live so close mm-hmm. and yet we did not see them for the holidays. Yeah. So it's like, well, that sucks. FaceTime isn't nearly the same. Right. We played online games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not quite the same, but whatever. It was fine. Everyone's doing okay, all things considered. So it's like, what, what am I going to complain about? Yeah. It's all good. I had a Jackbox games night. Yes, that's what friend. we were doing. Oh, oh, it's so much fun. Yes. Um, But yeah, same, same here. We did FaceTime with the family and then... Yeah. Made my husband watch Paul Blart Mall Cop too because he loves me. <laughs> is that a Thanksgiving movie or a Christmas movie? Um, or it's neither. It's there is a speaking of the McElroys earlier. They do a podcast with uh, two Kiwi guys, um, Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat. I think their names are, um, and they are watching Paul Blart Mall Cop two once a year on American Thanksgiving for the rest of linear time. <laughs> Uh, and so nice. they started in 2015 and I'd never, wa- I've been listening to, it, I never watched a movie and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to watch this stupid movie. 
And I did. And it was dumb. And every time I laughed, my husband looked at me (laughs) with this look of contempt that I can't describe. So I think we're going into therapy for that. Nice. Um, I watched a lot of TLC weird doctor reality shows and it was weird. And I felt dirty for watching them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have I told you every Monday night on uh, uh, my friends Lena Amanda who live in Portland, Oregon, we've been watching um uh Love Island UK. Okay. And boy, oh boy, is that the trashiest piece of garbage television I've ever watched. We're watching season two. And the best part about it is there's a woman who is apparently Miss Great Britain. And I don't know what that means. I assume it's the equivalent to Miss America, but I don't know how their pageant system works in the UK. <laughs> and she was treating it like there was like this a really big secret. She's like, I hope nobody knows that I'm Miss GB. And she call herself Miss GB. And oh then she imme- she was like, I don't want anyone to know. I'd be really embarrassing. And then like literally immediately tells four people like, don't tell anybody, <laughs> but I'm Miss GB. And they're of course like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what that is. Nice. Anyway, that's her only personality trait is that she's Miss GB. I'm obsessed <laughs> with her. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing to pass my life. <laughs> that's, that's all we should all be doing. I will say I have been working on this like way longer video than I normally do on YouTube. And it's taken me all of like a month and a half to do Dang. and it's still not done. But that having two days of like little news and a more free time, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm finishing this now. I uh, don't know when else I'm going to do this. Why is it taking so long? Are you getting like what it works involved? Are you getting some special effects or? I'm working on it. I'm oh. working, like making a real long video. I don't know. I'll tell you more details when I feel like I'm close to being done. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'll tell you more details when I feel like it. <laughs> well, I know when I feel like it, but that's, um, that's took up two days of just trying to get stuff done while I could. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Hem and Met on Twitter. You can go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. And um, as a reminder, my husband and I have been doing a Twin Peaks podcast. Um, and we are wrapping up season two in the next couple of weeks. We've had some really fun uh, from guests thus far. We've had Ross Blotcher. We've had Adam Wafai. Um, and so if you want to listen to that, this would be a good time. If you feel like watching Twin Peaks right now, because guess what? There's nothing else to do. And there's a lot of those episodes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, we'll wait, have wait, good wait, news. Wait, I wait, 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 yes. wait, 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 yes. wait. I'm just gonna pull up some um some uh what's it called reviews reviews reviews. Yes. They're coming up. Um, <laughs> we have a lot more. Thank you, everybody, for writing. And we still haven't really been able to crack that 4.5 stars mark, but that's okay. Um. Five stars and five dollars from the middle Aww. school math teacher. It's been several months now, and I've been faithfully giving five dollars a month as a patron. Thank I've you. never heard my name read on Aaron, so I decided to begrudgingly give a five star rating despite the hurtful neglect. Oh, and no. hope of you hearing a shout out to I'll Ben, the faithful that. atheist, at the faithful atheist. T H E F A I T H F U L A T H I E five T. I know I spelled atheist wrong in my Twitter handle. Nice try, Ben. You're doing your best. Um, despite the hurt and pain caused by not hearing my name shouted from the mountaintops, I will still continue and join both of you as I mow my grass on Saturday or whatever fun activity I'm doing each weekend. Thanks and keep laughing. You know who you are. And then like a ah, you, like ben. a winky, <laughs> not a winky, but like a 
googly-eyed, smiley face with his tongue sticking out. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Sorry, Hammett (laughs) really dropped the ball. Sorry. He's in charge of that shit. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.